JoeVertigan.com. This is the maiden voyage of a podcast series with a man who is, I consider to be a legend in northeastern Wisconsin racing history, Lowell Bennett. He's a second generation driver and uh, his stories, he's kind of like me. He's got a memory like a trap door and um, he's got a lot of uh, a lot of great memories of racing. So with this being the first one, we're going to get right to it, Lowell. You come from a big racing family. His accomplishments we'll get into in, in future series podcasts. We'll start out right off the bat. How and when did it all start for you as a little kid? Your dad was Mr. B. Bobby Bennett. Talk about the very beginnings uh, of it all for Lowell Bennett. Well, it uh, you know it starts pretty much from what I can remember. I've been around racing. Um, you know, I've got pictures at uh, with my mom and my dad in front of my dad's. 34 Plymouth at, at Apple Creek in, in 1962. That would have put me four years old. Uh, and you and, remember everything at that age, huh? Oh, I do. Wow. I, do. I, I remember certain races and, and who won races or, you wow. know, things that happened at, the, at that time. Um, you know, my Uncle Don was also racing yet at that time. He ran a Studebaker. Wow. Uh, in the early days, the tracks that I remember going to were... Shyocton was was the the main one, and Shyocton Speedway um, was the beginning of the Wolf River Racing Club. And geographically, from where you guys were in Greenville, I mean that's not far at all, was it? No, it wasn't at all. And and the races were on a Sunday afternoons. Sure. And uh, and I remember the I can remember the pit admission was fifty cents. Wow. Yep. And uh, man, I, I remember going there. Um, they blacktopped, it was originally dirt, and in 62 they blacktopped it. It was a quarter mile blacktop. Wow, okay. And uh, when they blacktopped it, my dad was testing there, and I went there testing day with him, would have put me at four years old, and he ran off the track and went off into the, the swampiness of the uh, river right there. Oh boy. So that's that's right, around, right along the Embarrass River. Sure. And um, so, you know, Pretty pretty fun memories. I remember Dad bringing the car home and having to wash all the mud out of it because he ended up upside down in the in almost in the river. Sheesh. And uh, and I was scared as a kid. You know, I mean, right. there was things when your dad was racing there that uh, that that scared you. Right. You know? And uh, the other track that I remember spending a lot of time at was was Apple Creek. Sure. And uh, that also was blacktop. Right. And uh, I remember racing with my dad. You know, going there and watching Dad race and stuff, and and uh, this was the Coop days yet, right? This this definitely was Coops, and they they were maybe just starting with like '57 Chevys and sure. stuff like that, but but those cars were still pretty new, yet. right? So you know, most of what you had was Coops. You know, they were '30s and '40s cars, right? And um, you know, the whole field was pretty much Coops, and it was a, a not a run what you brung kind of, but. This was still the junkyard era. Pretty much anything that you could needed for a race car, you went to the scrapyard and got right. Oh, it definitely was, and you know there was parts from tractors and right. and you know whatever a man could figure out. And it was a really cool era of the racing um, when you when you look back at at how innovative that that people had to be, and you know it was about you know who was who was a great inventor. You know, innovation dad, was key, wasn't it? Yeah, my dad um, built in um, 
would have been 63, I believe it would have been. My dad built a 34 Dodge. Sure. In the 34 Dodge, he had an aluminum roll cage, aluminum deck lid. He had a Jaguar steering box. Um, so this car, for being a coupe back in the day, yeah. was very light sure. and worked very well. And the tires they used, they used a, a small, narrow tire. My Uncle Don ran his Studebaker, and the Studebaker would eat up tires. Sure. Well, they found out that they would put the new tires on Uncle Don's car, and they called it profiling. Okay. And for some reason, when Uncle Don would run the Studebaker, it would it would profile the tire. Sure. And if they took the used tire from the Studebaker and put it on my dad's 34 Dodge, yeah. my dad was just killer fast with that car. Wow. Huh. So looking back on it, obviously your dad, Mr. B, ran. Who are some of the other big names that were running back then? Had Roger Paul's career started at that point oh, yet? yes, definitely. Roger Paul and Squeak Miller and uh, um, I'm trying to remember remember back but it, you know it was the very beginning days Earl Ness and you know a lot of those guys uh, my dad and I think Roger Paul I think um, Squeak Miller were the ones that ran um, Shy Octon and they got together with Shano with the Fairboard and put together a plan and a contract to hold stock car racing at Shano. Now, your dad was involved with the Wolf River Racing Association as well? Yes, he was president for a while. So did that include what tracks? It includes Shyocton, Shano. Was Seymour a part of that equation then yet or no? I don't think so. Okay. Seymour was more Fox River Racing. Uh, sure. Or Fox Valley Stock Car Club. Right. Um, the Wolf River was basically... Um, you know, started off to be Shy Octon and then grew to Shano. Right. And, you know, look what that grew to be over all the years. It's oh. pretty neat. And if you look in the office at Shano, there's a picture of my dad and Roger Paul and all of those guys signing oh. a contract with the fair board to hold stock car racing. There. Wow. So, That's uh, incredible so stuff. Pretty neat history. It is. Yeah. So at this age, when you're not a toddler, but five, six, seven, were you able to assist in any way, shape, or form, kind of helping Dad with the race car? Or was oh, he... maybe I thought I was. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, one quick story. When uh, Dad was racing, uh, must have been about 1966 or so, uh, he was racing a Hudson. And he ended up getting uh, this Hudson from uh, um, a guy by the name of, of um, Bud Rui. Okay. And... Uh, Bud sold Dad uh, two Hudsons and a, a, a Pontiac, and he sold the Pontiac to Al Lemke, and he kept the two Hudsons, and he raced the first Hudson, and he won so much stuff with that car. He won at Oshkosh, set track records with the car, um, and particularly, I remember one night at Shano, um, they were coming down the front stretch and there was a big wreck and Roger Paul flipped up in the air and he went way up in the air with that little coupe and took down the wires that went to the, to the, from the grandstand to the infield. Wow. And um, when he came down, Dad was just going by and landed on the corner of Dad's roof. Wow. He caved the roof all in. 
Those guys are pretty brave back then, though. And, oh and really, gosh. let's be honest, the, the safety advances we have in 2021 back then, I mean, the cars are pretty crude by comparison. Was there any kind of tech to your knowledge? Or, or, no, I mean, absolutely not. None. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, they had the seat belts were basically from like an airplane. Right. Is about all that they could come up with. They didn't have really much harnesses in them. A right. lot of them just had a, had a seat belt with with uh, chains behind it and a five-gallon can of gas behind the seat. Yeah, real and, safe. <laughs> yeah, real safe. And the seat was just basically whatever they came up with a seat, maybe welded a piece of pipe alongside of it, would put some padding on, the, right. on there so it didn't get hurt when they would lean into it. Is Leo and, Speedway in Oshkosh part of your dad's early racing oh, too? definitely. Leo Galicia was, you know, in the first book I had penned, a lot of people said he was one heck of a promoter. Uh, guys raced for some pretty good purses there. He was, and I, and I ran with Leo. Right. And uh, I actually was the only one to run the very last race at Oshkosh, which, if I remember right, Leo got into a squabble with the Fairboard. Yep. And Leo stepped out or whatever, and the Fairboard finished the racing that year. Right. And I, I believe remember, 1978, sounds yep, like. Yeah, it yep. was. And um, I actually uh, led the feature. I had a half a lap lead on that 50 lap feature. It was the last race there. And we broke a wire off the electric fuel pump and Mike Melius won the race. No kidding. Yeah. yeah so yeah. Mike Melius won the last ever race there yeah, at Leo's? Yep. But the neat part of the story is then the speed zone, when that opened, you know, I never raced there much because I was racing asphalt. Yeah. So we would, uh, Brazen put together a deal to run dirt cars, or our blacktop cars on the dirt. I remember that, yes. And so that was the last race at the speed zone was right. that night. And so I'm the only driver to run the last race at both tracks. Wow, so there's some history, that is. Yeah. Cool, we'll wrap up this segment, and uh, we'll be back with another one shortly next week.